0: Are bills going to be paid? Um, are we going to be putting away money every month uh, to get ready to pay certain monthly bills, or are we going to just take it out of the check as it comes? Are we going to put away money uh, and budget it for, um, you know, are going out? There's lots and lots of different things that can be discussed in terms of money. Mm -hmm. Uh, And therefore, lots of things that can lead to potential arguments. Now, I'll give you an example that happened recently in my house.
1: This week, Dr. Karen Sherman and I discuss five common problems that arise in marriage and what you can do about it. Stay tuned. Keep this short. First, thank you for listening. If you're a regular listener, I would greatly appreciate it if you would leave a review on whatever platform you listen to us on. This will help others discover us. Also, if you like the podcast, I highly recommend visiting our website hitchedmag.com, which is updated daily with new content and where you will find thousands of articles available anytime. Lastly, I understand that not everything we talk about applies to everyone. However, I am confident that If you go to hitchmag.com and subscribe to our free weekly newsletter, that you will find at least one and probably more pieces of information each week that will help your marriage thrive. I hope you enjoy. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of hitchmag.com. I am joined once again by the brilliant, the lovely, the original Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi Karen. Hi, Steve. Hello. Uh, Karen is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for 30 years. Karen is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice Transform Your Life. She is also the co author of Marriage Magic Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. You can get this information at her website drkarensherman.com. So today, Karen, we are going to talk about an article that you were actually quoted in, um, Mm -hmm. which uh, was an article that went through seven common problems and the solutions to those problems uh, for relationships. Um, So I guess what we're just going to do is we're just going to go through, I just picked out five of these problems, and we we will... highlight the problem and then we will uh go through some of the solutions that you have okay okay so the first problem was not making your relationship a priority uh this is the one that you actually commented on in the article so Mm -hmm. what are your suggestions for our listeners
0: well, that they make their relationship a priority, <laughs> which, you know, is hard to do, mm-hmm. uh, obviously, uh, in today's hectic, crazy world with so many supposedly ways of making life faster and easier, but we're inundated with lots of demands and uh, things to do, uh, and we can get lost Uh, easily, uh, and our relationship can also get lost easily. Uh, However, uh, as I often say, is that if you, um, you know, there's reality to life. Uh, There's life. There's children. There's stresses of work. There's, um, you know, perhaps, unfortunately, uh, a parent that gets ill, and you have to take care of that. You, You yourself might get sick. So, there's life. However, if you keep putting your relationship on a back burner because you figure, okay, we're committed to each other. We're both very serious about this relationship. This is not a fly-by-night kind of situation. My partner will be there for me. Um, And so you can take uh, some shortcuts, so to speak. But if you keep doing that, then there's no relationship to come back to. Mm -hmm. You can't take it for granted. Mm -hmm. So what you have to do is make sure that you make it a priority. Now, in times of stress, it may mean that making it a priority is sending – quick text of, I'm thinking about you, I miss you, I can't wait for this job to be over, this particular job to be over. That will take about, you know, especially since you can talk your text now, that (laughs) will take you 30 seconds, but it would go a long way of letting your partner know that he or she is important to you.
1: Yeah. Uh, I was just going to say really quick, you brought up you know, if you have a family member or a parent or somebody who's sick and that's um, taking away from the relationship or whatnot, uh, one of the things that I would add to that is if that is the case, one good thing that you could do is to make sure that your spouse is taking care of themselves. And so you can be the advocate for them because they're being the advocate for someone else.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And that also sends the message to them that you're important to me, um, that, you know, I'm aware that you're going through a difficult time right now, a challenging time, and I'm still connecting to you, though it's in a slightly different way. So, that is still making the relationship or your partner a priority. Now, In the best case scenario, you're going to do this on a more regular basis where you are spending some kind of quality time with each other. And as we've spoken about many times previously on podcasts, if you could arrange for a 15-minute date night, on a regular basis each week, that would be great. It does not have to be outside the home, it does not have to be extravagant, it does not have to be expensive. What it does have to be is that those 15 minutes is really about just the two of you. You're not discussing bills, you're not discussing problems,
1: you're spending time with each other. hmm I love it. Um, moving on to problem number two, which is trust. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to ask you specifically, what are some solutions when... You just don't trust your spouse on certain things because I feel like people trust their spouse just in general. Otherwise, you would wouldn't be married to them, right? But there's certain yeah. things that you might not trust them with. Um, and does that do the solutions for something like that differ um, if it's a general trust issue versus one of these that's based around a very particular topic? Um, so, for example, like you don't trust your spouse, and I'm going to use something that's just so ridiculously small; it doesn't, it seems inconsequential. Mm-hmm. But like, you don't trust them to do. The dishes because they load the dishwasher, you know, wrong or inappropriate. And I'm sure you have other ideas or um, problems that you've thought of.
0: Okay, so you know when it's something like that, it's really your issue. And so I think you just have to say, look, this is my issue. I'm not saying that there is anything wrong with the way you're doing it, but would you please, you know, sort of respect what makes me feel more comfortable Mm -hmm. and. In putting it out there like that, you're not blaming your partner, you're owning it. And one of the, if not the key factor in a relationship is respect. So if your partner then respects you and goes along with it, then that's going to be really terrific. And it's also going to build the trust or continue the trust. Um, What I will say is that if there are Issues a lot of times where you are lacking trust, it really may be something in your own past Mm. that is causing that issue. And then you really have to look at yourself and what may be the cause of it. Um, As the recipient of the lack of trust, what you might do to help your partner is you don't want to invalidate it or. You know, poo poo it because, again, that's not respectful. And as a good partnership, you want to really be available and understanding each other's needs. That doesn't mean that you should turn yourself inside out if, in fact, it's a trust, a basic trust issue that your partner has. But you might want to point out the reality and say, look, you know, um, here's, here is, in fact, what really goes on mm. you know i i've shown up i've always done this for you i've you know there's no reason for you to think that i won't show up again you know when such and such happens so you can point to the reality um however you know you talked about something very small like loading the dishwasher and if somebody says you know um i'm going to have surgery and you know I, I don't trust that you're going to be able to run the household and watch the kids while I'm out mm-hmm. you know which is a much larger issue and um, but it's always where I never trust that you're really going to be there and and pick up the pieces or mm-hmm. you know really support me if it's that kind of constant pattern as I said it may be more about the person who has the trust issue and they may have to look at what is going on for them.
1: Got it. Okay.
0: Okay. As opposed to the partner having to constantly prove it, although I do think it would be helpful if the partner can point out the reality to help soothe the concern of the non-trusting partner.
1: Got it. Okay. I like that. That's great. Um, Problem number three. Mm -hmm. Uh, struggles, it's funny because it's it's kind of a good segue because it's uh, struggles over household chores. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, as you just mentioned, it doesn't seem like a big deal, but um, this is definitely something a lot of couples argue about. Uh, Mm -hmm. So um, do you have any tips or ideas on how couples can put this argument to rest? You know, it's going to vary from couple to couple. So,
0: you know, I think you have to look at the larger relationship. So, let's say if one of them is spending more hours outside the home working and one is spending more hours inside the home. Now, that doesn't mean that the person who's outside the home shouldn't be pitching in as well. Mm-hmm. But I think they basically have to sit down and, and talk about it and discuss, you know, what are all the chores, you know, what. One might be better at than the other. What the likes and the dislikes are, how they can get it done. It may even be where you decide to get some outside help with it. Mm-hmm. Um, that outside help might be that you bring the laundry to you know an outside facility to do the laundry. Um, I'm not necessarily saying that you have to get somebody in to clean your house, but the point is that I think you have to have a discussion about. Um, what are the chores, what are our needs, what are our personal needs as far as what we like, what we don't like, our time division, our financial division, and then figure out from there what's going to work the best mm-hmm. uh, for your particular circumstances.
1: Yeah. I, uh, I I think I've probably mentioned this in the past, but my... So, the household chores, funny enough, is probably the, one of the very few things that my wife and I have ever consistently argued about mm-hmm. in the past. Um, and it, it started off where we had the conversation about how we're going to divide up the chores. Mm-hmm. And this is something that I highly recommend, which is ask your spouse what they prefer to do because mm-hmm. it, it it's funny because my wife preferred to do the rooms that I didn't want to do and so it would never have thought to me that like oh they would actually prefer to do this room that you don't want to do because I don't want to do it. Why would they want to do it? Right. So, um, so we had a very good, even divide of <laughs> who was going to take care of what rooms. Uh, unfortunately we are both, um, busy, ambitious people with a lot of stuff on our plates. And so, uh, we just weren't holding up our end of the bargain or when we were the job that was getting done wasn't to the other person's satisfaction. Right. Mm-hmm. And so then we would, um, you know, make comments to each other about things not being done or being done correctly or how we wanted them or how we envisioned it. Right. And so it got to the point where we eventually found a solution, which was and you recommended this just getting an outside cleaner to come in. It's mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. not to say that if the carpets are dirty, we can't vacuum them ourselves and that kind of thing. But knowing that somebody was going to come and handle that one thing. It was almost like we outsourced our argument to somebody else and now we Mm -hmm. never have to worry about it again. Mm -hmm. And I can't tell you how uh what a relief it has been. Um because it really was, as I mentioned at the top, it was the pretty much the only thing we argued about. And that is gone. It's completely it's totally solved, which has been amazing. And it was worth every penny of it. So Right. Right. Absolutely good, um, and that actually brings into the next thing, which is money, because mm-hmm. you know being able to get a house cleaner costs money, and right. no arguing over what is worth what amount of money is obviously a big problem. So, um, I'm guessing for money, the first solution starts with having a conversation, and so yeah. So what? Go ahead, I, I can okay. tell you already well, have something.
0: Okay, yeah. so. Money's conversation is a little bit different okay. because money really doesn't mean anything. It is a symbol. And so what it really symbolizes or what it stands for is emotion, you know, what's behind mm the money. Um, I remember years ago, I was working with um, somebody who was a financial advisor, and he was having trouble getting various clients to move their monies. And I said, you're not going to get them to move their monies unless you figure out what is the emotional component behind it for them. Mm. So money can represent control, it can represent fear, it can represent security, but there's always some emotional component about money. So, for money discussions, it's not necessarily going to be between couples just about what are we going to spend money on. It can also be um, big ticket, you know, how are we going to decide whether we buy big ticket items? Mm -hmm. Um, Who's going to pay the bills? Um, Are bills going to be paid online or? By check. There are some people who still prefer not to make payments online. Mm-hmm. Um, are bills going to be paid? Um, are we going to be putting away money every month uh, to get ready to pay certain monthly bills, or are we going to just take it out of the check as it comes? Are we going to put away money uh, and budget it for, um, you know, are going out? There's lots and lots of different things that can be discussed in terms of money, Mm -hmm. uh, and therefore lots of things that can lead to potential arguments. Now, I'll give you an example that happened recently in my house. Somebody that my husband had worked with that he was very, very close to um, had given birth. And um, he told me about it. And I said, oh, that's great. Uh, Find out where they're registered, you know, and I'll purchase a gift. He said, oh, already done. I said, oh, okay, Mm -hmm. great. You know, Uh and he told me what he spent. And I was a little upset because it fell into the category of big ticket item. Got it. And we had agreed that we would always discuss big ticket item. Mm-hmm. Now, if we had discussed it, I would have said, I mean, it probably was a little bit more than I would have wanted to spend, but his counter argument would have been, this is somebody I'm close to. This is what I would want to spend. Below. And I would have said, okay, fine. right? But he did it without asking me. Uh huh. And that was very upsetting to me. Mm -hmm. It went against our basic agreement that we would always discuss big-ticket items. So there's emotion behind it. Mm -hmm. Now, I can't tell you what the emotion is going to be. It depends on who the individuals are. But if you're going to have a money discussion and you're getting into an argument about it, what you might want to do is say, okay, wait a minute, what does this issue represents to you What's the feeling behind it? because if you don't address that, then you're going to continue to have the argument
1: mm-hmm. um, I that that was such a perfect example too about how and it, it's funny because I feel like it rich probably did that out of comfort. Like, Mm -hmm. knowing that you would probably be okay with it after you had the conversation, but it was about having the conversation for you. Right, right. Um, So, two things. One, uh, Jess and I, we have an agreement about pretty much like all gifts roughly fall within a certain price range. Mm -hmm. And if we do go outside of that price range, we have we do that and then have the conversation even it's just to say like you know this is special blah 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 and okay that's fine um but we inform the other person at minimum um Mm -hmm. and then the other thing uh we have so the big ticket items we have a limit basically i want to say well essentially like if it's a hundred dollars or more on something that's communal then we typically have a conversation about it Um, but we have also given each other a, a, an allowance between paychecks. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so, um, that allowance, there's no conversation necessary. If you Mm want to take that and go to the candy store and buy, you know, a hundred dollars worth of candy, that's, that's your money. Like you can do whatever you want with it. Or Mm -hmm. if if I want to buy a video game or whatever, right? Like it doesn't matter. There's no, no conversation necessary. And that has also been very freeing too, because you don't feel like you're being controlled um, about the budget, uh, but you also are being responsible and courteous and kind to the other person um, mm-hmm. because this is something that we have agreed to, uh, and just as a tip, that has helped that has helped us in managing things as well. Knowing like what our long term goals have been and all that kind of stuff too. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think what's important that you said several times is it's what we agreed to. It's what we agreed to. Mm -hmm. And I Mm -hmm. think the main point is it doesn't really matter what it is that you come to as long as the two of you have agreed upon it. I know couples where they have separate checking accounts. I know couples where all their money goes into a joint account. It doesn't really matter How you handle your finances. What matters is that you're both comfortable with it. That Mm -hmm. you know that both of you feel this is something we can live with. You know what the particulars are
1: will depend on what makes you feel okay. Right. Um, Okay. Then I'm going to move on to the last problem, Mm -hmm. sex. Uh, Now, sex is I don't know maybe the easiest and perhaps the most common. Uh, problem that gets discussed. Uh, Now, is this just an issue of differing libidos? Is this uh, just an expectation issue or is there more to it generally? Because I know we're talking in broad brushstrokes here.
0: Okay. So, I don't agree with you. Okay. (laughs) I don't mean to... You know, no. to disagree with you. Right. But I think that for many people, sex is not an easy topic to talk about. Um, I think that it's loaded with lots of emotionality, uh, with lots, for lots of people, uh, shame for lots of people, embarrassment. So I don't think it's necessarily an easy to- topic to talk about. And sometimes it's differing, differing libidos, but I think it may also have to do with um, wanting different um, practices mm-hmm. and not feeling... Uh, it's okay to ask for them or to say, no, I'm not interested in that. Um, It may also have to do with um, feeling that your partner is uh, not satisfying you, but being sensitive to not bringing it up because of a concern that your partner um, may not take it well. Mm. So I think there are lots of potential Uh, sexual issues other than libidos, but also including differing uh, libidos. And as I said, I think that um, uh, it's not an easy topic to talk about. Um Additionally, what I have found um, not always but very often, is that when couples come in and tell me that they have sexual problems in their relationship, it's also because they have a broader issue mm-hmm. of having poor communication.
1: Mm-hmm. So is the um, with and trying to address the solution to this is the first step identifying what the problem is then? Yes. Okay. Yes. And, um, but
0: isn't that true of anything? You can't yeah, change something unless you know what the issue is.
1: Is this more? Co- I mean, is sex more complicated in identifying it? Do you think, or is it like yeah, I'm not satisfied, so I'm not satisfied? It's not more complicated than that.
0: Uh, I think it is more complicated than that. Okay. What about it? That's that's not making you satisfied. Got it.
1: Okay and so um you've identified the problem let's just move past that point how can you what's what's uh i guess the next step that a couple should take once they've identified the issue and how can they go about that step
0: well again that goes back to having good communication skills so for instance um okay let's let's talk about you know, in good communication skills, you're not going to want to blame the other person mm-hmm. or make them feel. Um, attacked in any way. So if you're not particularly happy um, or satisfied with a particular sexual activity that's going on, you certainly don't want to um, discuss what your partner is doing in a way where you say, you know, when you do this, uh, it it really makes me feel this way, or it's not. Ha- what you would want to do instead is say, you know, um, I would be more comfortable with so and so, where you talk more about. Your yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, or this would feel really good to me if we did this, or could we try this? What, But not attacking or blaming your partner. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, you see, first of all, um, it's hard in people, in general, it's hard for people to talk about themselves and their feelings and their wants. And um, unfortunately, in the United States, many of us are very sexually hung up and find it very difficult to talk about sex. So, being able to bring up the whole subject is is a difficult thing for many people.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. No, that I think that's fair, and um, I I do agree and appreciate your um, your pushback in the beginning of this topic because. I think I think when I was composing this question, when I was talking about the easiest, I guess I'm thinking of it as like a magazine editor, <laughs> mm-hmm. and how basically every cover of every relationship publication that's ever been printed has something about sex and sex tips mm-hmm. and sexual sh- satisfaction, and mm-hmm. um, you know sp- with sprinkled in about other issues, but it's always very sex centric, and so. Mm-hmm. Um, But you raise a very good point that, like, yeah, sure, it might be okay and easy to see it on a cover and read about stuff like that, but it's a lot more difficult to address it personally, so... Sure, sure. Well, that's
0: that's the magnet to get people to want to read about things. You know, we use, especially in this country, we use it a lot to get people to get interested and entice them, Mm -hmm. but... But you know you're you're doing that more as an observer, um, not being the actual person
1: involved. Yeah. yeah. No, I think that I think it's a great point. Um, okay, so uh, I think we did a pretty good job of giving some really good takeaways here. Is there anything else that you wanted to add?
0: Um, I think my general uh, takeaway or final comment would be that. You know we, we you have to know that there's going to be challenges in a relationship. Uh, when you have them, it doesn't mean that anything's wrong with your relationship, um, and don't go running for the hills, uh, but know that you have to talk them through and uh, be available and listen carefully to what your partner is expressing. I think too often we're so caught up in our own emotionality that we don't really hear what's going on with our partner and what they're expressing, and if we would be more open to really listening to our partner and Vice versa, having them listen to us, we would be able to get through these challenges a lot more easily.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. That's great. Um, and that's actually a really great uh, spot to uh, stop at. So um, yeah, with that, we will wrap it up. So thank you so much, Karen. It was, it's always a pleasure. Thank you, Steve. Um, so that is going to do it for us this week, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, if you like what you hear, um, and you've been a listener for a while. Um, well, I'm gonna do the. Uh, I'm gonna make the request this week. Um, if you could leave a rating or a comment or a review on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on, that would be greatly appreciated. Um, it's through those comments and reviews that juices those recommendation algorithms that get us appearing in front of other people. So if you could do that, that'd be great. That's so thank you in advance for that. Um, and before you go, I do want to remind you that you have been listening to Dr. Karen Sherman, who is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for 30 years. Karen is the author of Mindfulness and Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. She is the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. You can get more information at her website, drkarensherman.com. You can also get that information at our website, hitchedmag.com, as well as thousands of articles, hundreds of podcasts, uh, a newsletter that's free, um, and much, much more. So uh, hopefully you check that out. Again, it's hitchedmag.com. So thank you again, and until next time, take care, everybody. Clear our heads of all our worries and fears. Now we know it's go time. And it's about to.